Hello, uh, I'm Allison Bunker. And I'm Malvika with Hovind. And welcome to Everyday Women. Um, today with us on the podcast, we have Zoe Hoffman. Hi. Uh, Zoe is a longtime family friend of my family's, and we're really excited to have her. So we're going to warm up today, or start off our conversation, by asking uh, the question we ask all our guests, and that is, if you could design the perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich, peanut butter, jelly, the bread, what would it be? I hate peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you can just do peanut butter. That, that's the thing. Just really be jelly. Someone else hated jelly. <laughs> yeah. So if then it'd be a croissant warm with jam and mm. a cup of milky coffee with one sugar in it. Oh, a croissant. Oh, that really. Now, that is. That's high good. Tech, that's good. <laughs> that's really. That sounds delicious. I definitely aspire to that. <laughs> I relate. Um, All right, um, we can get into it. Yeah. So um, what were some of your goals and aspirations at 17, and what are they now? How have they changed? Oh, Lord. It's a big question. That's that's a big question. It is a really big question. Um, I always always wanted to live in the U.S. Mm -hmm. because I was raised in the U.K. I always wanted to live here, and that was a goal, which seems like a strange goal. Mm -hmm. Um, But I managed to do that. Um, within a couple of years and then I always wanted to be a singer on stage hasn't happened yet <laughs> but there's always America's Got Talent yes. um, it's in your future well I don't yeah. know I mean I think you grow up so much yeah. I mean that's yeah. what 30 years ago mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit less but <laughs> um, so you just change so much your goals are constantly changing right? yeah. just to be happy and just uh, a happy mm-hmm. person a nice person yeah, yeah. definitely so, um, at a pretty young age, you moved to London, um, and so what was it like, kind of like living on your own in a big city when you were pretty young? That's I was on fire. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. But when I was 17, oh, I made plans. I was going to leave home, and I found a job as a nanny, which was mm-hmm. the best way to do it, because I'd have a place to live. Mm-hmm. And so I went and lived with this family, met other nanny friends, and just loved it. That's amazing. Yeah. What was the, the family you lived with? Did they, how many kids did they have? Two. Um, and I was their sixth nanny in two years, oh, wow. Wow. so they they had a hard time, but they were really, really lovely kids. I love the kids. The parents were a mess, but the kids <laughs> were lovely. That's interesting, kind of like ducking your head into family dynamics for yeah. a while, yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah, they had some family issues. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you've also lived in a lot of countries in your life. Um, what do you think you've learned from living in all these different places? To be adaptable, um, accept change for what it is, uh, just to be, to pack light, travel light. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what are some of your like packing tips for people? I think that'd be a good, maybe give us like top three packing tips. Honestly, I'm still not a very good packer, even really? after all that. But if I give myself a certain size, packing container, whether it's a small suitcase or a bag, then that's it. I will only take that. I won't take like 15 suitcases or two big duffel mm-hmm. bags. It's like when we all went to the UK, I got everyone in my family one of those little Samsonite bags. Said, that's it for two weeks, whatever you can get in there, then we're done. And it was perfect because we were going on trains and planes and we didn't want a bunch yeah. of stuff. So Just like that's limit, it. Limit yes, yourself. yes. No ten Louis Vuitton trunks, please. <laughs> Are you one of those that like leaves room to bring things back? Because my mom always tells me like leave some space. It's a really for, s- to bring yeah. things back. So I, just kind of I always take too many pairs of shoes though, so I never yeah. really have that. Yeah, yeah. I always take way too many sweaters. 
I wish they gave me cold. <laughs> <laughs> the sweaters are amazing. So it's True. like, yeah. Not if you go to Mexico, though. No. no. <laughs> um, so what are some of the best and worst jobs that you have had? The wor- one of the worst jobs was working in a pizza place for this mm-hmm. lady who's from Chicago. And her son, it was in the market. It's where the alibi room is now, Chicago mm-hmm. Pizza Place. Her son did the dishes and prepped down below and there was a dumb waiter between them and she threw the pizzas together up on the upper floor and she was the crankiest meanest you know what ever <laughs> and if someone ordered something that wasn't exactly I mean, pizza everybody adds different yeah, things yeah, and yeah, if yeah. somebody ordered something that wasn't exactly on the list oh, and they can just come make it there nah, 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 self loud <laughs> and the people at the table would just be and i was mortified so i didn't last did very long it was a very touristy place but oh and the, i also poured a pitcher of beer and a cockroach came flying out of the beer tap too so <laughs> that was about the worst yeah oh, wow. the best job i've had a couple that i really like it, what comes to mind is doing window display for Nordstrom. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super creative, bunch of really wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And then... What kind of, like, what was the setting the window displays would be in? Was it in like you were just sort of given a, a roundabout theme, and then everybody would, the team would just get their heads together and st- just start throwing ideas around. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so... So it, what was you working with a team, like, three, four? Like, what was that, that team setting like? There was like probably six of us, and it started really early in the day before uh, anyone was there at the store. Mm -hmm. And then it was really fun to be in the window. You know, they closed the windows off, so being there and people sort of be peeking around. (laughs) And we did when Beanie Babies, I don't even know if you guys remember Beanie Babies, but when Beanie Babies were huge. I remember one of my nannies when I was in elementary school. Uh, her dad's like a Beanie Baby real t- uh, retailer. It's a thing. And so I would go over to her house and she would have like tons and tons Which of nanny? Beanie Babies. Um, it was, I think it was Rachel. I don't remember her. It's Wait, the wor- It was the worst Rachel? investment ever because everyone said make an investment in Beanie Babies. So people bought okay. hundreds of them and yes. they were just. Yeah. So many. They're worth nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you're saying the... the but there was a yeah. Beanie Baby sale. I think it was a sale, and there were people lined, oh, my God, all the way down the street, For all Beanie trying to... Beanie yes! In Nordstrom, yeah, and yeah. they were all, like, trying to look in the windows of what we were doing. And it was fun. It was yeah. a good It was a good job. What was the kind of, like, mix of people they would put on the teams? Was it, like, some stylists? Some, like, who are the people that would be, like, on those window display? Some people were, like, longtime Nordstrom employees. They were all creatives, all artists in some way, gay, straight... Um, diverse yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, and that's one of the things that made it fun. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. It's such an interesting art form because it's like so compact and like yeah, kind of like have to fit everything into like one yeah. frame. It's also like kind of like temporary too. Yeah. So that's interesting. Also, it reminds me a lot of like the they do like the on Sixth Avenue in New York. They do like the windows like at Barney's and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. And see them. Mm-hmm. yeah. We used to have these great big boards that were like uh, probably like seven feet tall, about three and a half, four feet wide, and we'd stretch fabric on them. So you get fabric and you yeah. stretch them. And then we just rip it off and then start again with the next one. So that was yeah. that's how the backgrounds all changed so much. How fast do they rotate them through? Is it like every couple weeks? God, I don't remember now. Probably like three weeks, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, 
then um, how do you maintain contact and relationships with like family on other continents or living in different because like you're pretty close to your family yeah, yeah. Well, phone like, very far away we tried skype but my mom and dad <laughs> bless their hearts <laughs> never got it and i bought my mom a top of the line really nice computer camera mm-hmm. you know just to clip oh, up on a computer oh. No, it's like looking at an old black and white from the 1940s. It's <laughs> snow and everything. So she and I talk. My dad very rarely masters the FaceTime thing. So we just talk old-fashioned. Yeah. I plug in my headphones and walk around doing whatever. Me and my dad will talk a couple of times a week for about 45 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, phone. Me and my brother tend to text more because he's so busy. Yeah. Because he's got a little farm, so. He's a farm? Yeah, now he has a farm. What kind of animals does he have on his farm? Uh, goats. He has two brand new baby goats. Uh, chickens, ducks. He had a sheep. The sheep's gone. Lots of dogs. Are constantly having puppies. <laughs> Cats. I think that's it for uh, now. Yeah. 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 It's just a little tiny farm in Tennessee. Yeah. So you're a makeup artist. Um, yeah. And so how do you see like makeup as, as a form of art? Because I know like some people probably don't view it as an art form, but like kind of is so like how is it to you the thing I like the most about makeup and it's funny because I didn't list this in best jobs but I was thinking of more like Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. you know what I mean Um, is the main thing I like about it is making people feel good about themselves yeah and it's definitely a form of artistry because you got a blank canvas which is a face with no makeup and everything you add to it changes, changes the dimension, the planes of the face, the shape, the eyes, makes them pop or not, get rid of the eyebrows, bring the eyebrows out. It's just, it's just, it's almost like topographical because you change the shape of everything so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So it's like a very complex. And we use brushes, a lot of brushes. <laughs> Artists use brushes. There you go. You have palettes. Palettes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Colors, brushes, shades, colors, hues, colors. yes. Totally. You have all the vocab, so honestly. That's it. <laughs> totally. How did you get into the makeup industry? I always loved you it. Always love it. Mm-hmm. Even as a little girl, and I got, when I was about eight, I think I was, my Auntie Karen, unbeknownst to my mother, gave me a little palette of makeup, and it was silver, blue, and green eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. This is 19... 78, 79, so you can imagine the colors. And I took the silver eyeshadow and I did it from my lash line to my eyebrow. And I thought (laughs) that was it. I'd arrived. That was amazing. But I always played with makeup and I got given it and I would just sit in my room for hours back combing my hair, Mm -hmm. hair spraying it, and putting really terrible makeup on. Yeah. Okay. So I sold it both. Yeah. But it was just, I've just always done it. And then I got out of it for a long time, pursuing yeah. other kinds of jobs, but just came back around to it. Yeah. Really cool. Okay. Um, how does having a daughter make you think differently about the fashion industry like as a whole? It worries me because I feel like the fashion industry, especially with social media now, is there's so much more emphasis on how you look. I mean, there always was. I mean, even as a kid, you always wanted mm-hmm. to look a certain way, but I feel like there's unachievable goals. Now you have actual like people who are posting things that you can look yeah. at. Like before, it's just kind of like magazines, okay, mm-hmm. but you like social media is everywhere. Well, and people are very cruel yeah, to each yeah, other now. They're very judgmental and very unkind. Um, I have a friend who's a, a plus-size model, absolutely mm-hmm. drop-dead gorgeous, mm-hmm. amazing woman who I love to bits. And she'll post 
pictures and she's staggeringly naturally staggeringly beautiful with nothing on her face and she'll post at a certain angle and she'll look slim because it's a certain angle right and the haters the comments she gets on them are just just like you're too skinny you're not this you're not that it's like everybody's got an opinion and so it's also my, like everyone's got opinion on something that they don't get to have an opinion on. Right. Yeah. And and they're hiding behind their phone or their whatever yeah. it is. And my daughter wants she wants to do Facebook, she wants to do Instagram, yeah. and I'm nope. Mm-hmm. And she wants to post videos of making putty on YouTube and I'm like, <laughs> No, <laughs> not God, yet. I need to make slime too. Uh, uh, Eleven. Oh slime. We do a lot of it. We love slime. Wow. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. So that that yeah. worries me and you know, the industry, you know, there's a beautiful girl and and no she's not a size zero or zero zero but she doesn't fit the clothes so then she gets you know you can't work anymore you gotta lose weight to fit the clothes I have a really hard time with that yeah because I think beauty's all shapes and sizes Mm -hmm. you know there's yeah there's no one one thing yeah definitely yeah especially with things like the Victoria's Secret fashion show and like Mm-hmm. I don't know, like brands that are typically like for skinny people. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just it's really hard to look at. Yeah, I also think it's hard too because it seems like it doesn't. Also, like you said, like the haters, like there's there's always someone who's gonna say, yeah, you're not good enough in some way. It's usually because they don't like themselves. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But it's hard when it's like like you can't be perfect. You just cannot. Yeah. Like it's impossible. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. You can't be and like. You can't be everything everyone wants. You can't wants. be everything. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect way to put it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, also, uh, what are some of your favorite models or favorite shoots that you've done throughout like your career? My favorite model is Georgina Burke, the plus model mm-hmm. that I told you about. Yeah. Xenia Katava is a really, she's a, a really lovely girl. Um, very young. She just blew up. She used to work for Nordstrom. And I bought Lulu to bring your kid to work day. Mm-hmm. And she was so sweet with her. She was sweet and patient and lovely and gave Lulu a great time. And then there's another girl called Valentina Dimitrova. And she's actually pregnant. She just recently got married. But And she's from Bulgaria. And she supported her whole family. Her father fell off some scaffolding and broke his back and didn't have any insurance or anything like that. And she worked her butt off and sent so much money home to support her family. So those are the girls. Yeah. They're really good human beings. Mm-hmm. I imagine like a lot, a lot of times people kind of like glam up the idea of like a, a shoot to be like this kind of really fun thing, but it's like a lot of work too. It's right? a lot of work, but when it starts to flow, when everyone's coming together, you got your photographer, the art director, the stylist, the model, and they hair and makeup. When everything flows, there's just a feeling. It's kind of like a, a bubbles that are in the air because it's just like, oh my god, this is great. Everything's looking great. Mm-hmm. So right. that's a lot of fun. So it's like there's definitely a lot of work, but it's like those kind yeah. of, like if it gets to that, that right. If it's, I think if it's something that you really enjoy, mm-hmm. um, if you're a creative person, it's a creative thing. If, if you know, you're a cerebral person, if it's something you know, you're working on a computer or whatever, if it's something you enjoy, it takes the work feeling out of it. I totally know what you mean. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're engaged in it and exactly. you're, you're having a good time. Yeah. It's it not a slog. Yeah. 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 It doesn't feel like work. All right, so we just want to ask you one other kind of fun question. Um, if you could design a multi-use makeup tool or product, what would it be? Oh, good Lord. Probably some kind of brush that could change, like you could add to it, 
or take away from it. Like you could peel down the sides oh, and have it be a, yeah. a finer brush or put up the okay. sides. And the end would be useful. Yeah, Maybe you could unscrew it, take mm -hmm. it apart. Like and have a sizes of yeah. brush. Yeah. Oh, like those, uh, like those dolls. Almost called? telescopic Nesting thing. Nesting dolls. Yes, like yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't remember the name. The Russian ones, right? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> My dad used to have a ton of those from when he lived in Russia. He just had like yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And we would like play with them. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. He had one that was like all these Russian leaders, and it was like one inside the other. Like, I remember together. that one. And it was like went all the way yeah. back, and then it was like the newest one was like. Yeah. We had someone when I was a kid too. Mm -hmm. I would play with them. I loved getting all the way to the little tiny end, the like a little peanut version of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about beauty blenders? Are you a fan of those? Because <laughs> I have one, and I'm like really a fan of it. You can't <laughs> clean them. Yeah, but like you can like rinse them. But like they should not clean. They, they get, just like, never get clean. <laughs> I had one for, like, There's a, a brush um, that I really like to use, and it's it's soft. It's actually a Bobby Brown, and it's but it's for foundation. And when you put your foundation on, if you use a sponge or whatever, you buff it out with this thing, and it almost makes your makeup look airbrushed. So mm -hmm. it takes away the makeupy feel. You know when someone wears too much yeah. foundation, it takes like away that and kind of just. Yeah. But buffs it out. Do you ever use airbrush? I've seen that. Like no, I've never used, used that. It. No. That's so cool. Yeah. I've seen people like airbrush their eyebrows. Like, that I've was the weirdest seen, thing. Sometimes I feel like it's a little painty. Yeah. 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 It seems to be like, like for more sci-fi yeah. kind of fantasy. <laughs> Extreme yeah. makeup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Have you ever done any of that? Like sci-fi <laughs> makeup? Not really. Yeah. Just sort of the Halloween-y kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Nothing yeah. super exciting. That is a, that's a completely different art form. That's a serious <laughs> yeah, art form. Yeah. I think like, it would be fun though. Yeah, because I was watching the Oscars last night and they have the awards for like makeup. Yeah. And I was watching like um, the new like Rogue One Star Wars movie. It was yeah. crazy. Some of the makeup, you're just like, how? I know, it's amazing <laughs> to watch the, like, it. Yeah. The dimensions of their faces. Yeah, totally. Well, the, what was the one with Angelina Jolie? She was she was the Wicked Queen. Ooh, what was uh, that? Maleficent, I think. And her daughter. Yes, Maleficent. That yeah. was some oh of my, my favorite. Yeah. That I love. Yeah. yeah. What What are some of your, like, favorite, like, movie makeup? Or, like, are there any, like, magazines, like, you'll see and you'll just be like, wow, I really like that? Um, it just depends. It's not in any one specific place, mm -hmm. right? I mean, the Maleficent I loved. That was amazing. And just films where they completely transform someone's yeah. face, where you just like, and you can't figure out how they did it. Yeah. And they look like, I don't know whether they're sick or, you know, <laughs> whether they look like a monster, but it's just like, mm -hmm. how? I mean, you know they spend hours in a chair. Yeah, definitely. It's really cool. Have you ever done any, like, shoots um, with makeup that's taken, like, more than an hour or, like, more than 45 Oh, yeah. Hours? It'll take, it'll take to do hair and makeup the two and a half hours. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Wow. And then how long do you, like, how much of a shoot do you get out of that? Like, how many, like, how much time do they spend, like, actually getting... Actually taking the photographs? Yeah. Um, maybe an hour, but then if you're changing outfits, then you've got the outfit changes mm -hmm. in between. Yeah. I mean, you can lose five hours, gone, and you're just like, holy cow, where did that go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully you get something good out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I just did a shoot with one of Sarah's little friends. Really? Yeah, a teenager. Oh, I'll have to ask her. <laughs> I don't know. I think she goes to this school. Yeah, I think I think she oh. Sarah definitely has a friend who who models. Oh, I think I know who this friend. Yeah, is. I think so too. We'll have to figure it out later. Okay. Um, what is your style when it comes to makeup or fashion? Like your personal style. What's well, mine for Yours. myself? For yourself. Or like 
any style that you think is cool? Well, for myself, is as I've got older, I don't wear as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think it looks bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like on on women, younger women. I like a more natural look. I, the eyes are one of my favorite features. So if someone mm-hmm. emphasizes their eyes. Right now, I feel like makeup's gone totally drag queenish. Mm. Yeah. Yes. You know, people doing these crazy messed up eyebrows. You know, it's like, like stop it. Thing. Yeah, just stop it. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, you got your cameras and your lighting and you're Kim yeah. Kardashian, then maybe. But um, I just like where people highlight their natural, mm-hmm. their natural faces. Always mascara. Always, always groomed eyebrows. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean making them drag queeny. Yeah. And also, always some kind of dark line, not black, but some kind of emphasis on the top of the eye will open the eye yeah. up more. Mm-hmm. Kind of go-tos. Just yeah. little bits. Your so. mom does a hell of a good job of that. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's pretty good. She is. Okay, so, um, you don't do this. We have a sort of end segment called Try This at Home. So it's kind of any tip you would give or just honestly anything that you want to tell our listeners to try at home kind of like a yeah i don't know like a a piece of advice dying your own hair you can do it at home and i know so many people who spend hundreds of dollars and hours at a salon and i always just do mine at home and it's easy it's so much easier than you think what you do have to have the proper like if you get yeah uh, like if you get over the counter at a drugstore hair dye, it's very hard on your hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, ammonia in it. But if you buy, if you have a friend with a license or a hairdresser, sometimes the hairdressing mm-hmm. salon will sell you a product. Mm-hmm. And all you need is the little bowl and the brush and some gloves and mirror, a little bit of patience. Mm-hmm. So you would recommend getting like the professional stuff, not like the over-the-counter? Yeah, I mean, if you're just doing it for once. Yeah. yeah. But if you're a little bit older and covering gray hairs, which probably not, I don't know if any of your listeners will be doing that, but then <laughs> do it yourself. We'll see. You never know. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are these little like mascara ones that you like cover up roots with. My mom has one. It's the <laughs> I have a friend who sometimes <laughs> uses that. Like, oh God, she's just all listening to this and be like, oh no. If you've got jet black hair, I think that's okay. But if you yeah. don't, because, but otherwise matching the color, mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's it. Do you have any questions for us? Anything else you want to leave our listeners No, with? but you guys have great rapport. I'm very impressed. <laughs> ah, thank I forget you. this is here, and I'm just well, like, chatting we, with you we guys. We will make sure that gets it into the podcast. Yeah, um, that you have good rapport. <laughs> exactly. I would do that, yes. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you. All right, thank yeah. Thank you so much.